0: After both of my um, kids' birth, I ended up very sick, and, you know, it wasn't because I was um, low-income or that I didn't have access to health care or I didn't do prenatal, um, you know, appointments or anything like that. It was just, there's just a, you know, so many African-American women find themselves um, in harm's way after labor and delivery,
1: Welcome to this special Mother's Day edition of What is Black podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jacqueline Dujay, and we'll be joined by special guests, Nicole Peltier-Lewis and Veronica Lowe. We'll talk about issues of black maternal mortality and other health issues concerning black women, as well as reflections on being black moms and how we can support ourselves to be the best that we can be. So let's get started with the show. We're all here. So Veronica, I wanted to introduce you um, to Nicole. Nicole, um, Veronica. Hello Veronica,
0: how are you? I'm,
2: I'm great. How are you, Nicole?
0: Great, happy pre mothers day.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Same to you. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> so Nicole and I were just talking about she you know, she was mentioning um just the issues that just black moms in general face, especially some of the health concerns that have now kind of kind of risen to the forefront in terms of either black mortality, black mother black maternal mortality or just some of the health issues. Impacting Black moms, and I was just sharing that um, I think just a few weeks ago, actually, um, one of the,
2: the
1: one of the new Congresswomen, Lauren Underwood, she passed a bill, or or was, was one of the co-authors of a bill to sort of a mm-hmm. um, maternal preventing maternal deaths act. Okay. And I think my thing is that she has a her, one of her friends. I don't know. If, I don't know if you all heard about it in the news. Um, this woman, she, you know, very successful woman, um, scientist, worked with us, worked for the Centers for Disease Control. Yes. And she passed away from complications, post, postnatal complications.
0: Wow. I did, hear, I did hear about that. I did. I did not. Wow.
1: And so, you know, she's she's an example of, you know, I think she she had said that you know there were some complaints that she had. And maybe, you know, maybe it it wasn't taken seriously, you know, seriously by docs or mm-hmm. maybe not, you know, I would say Paladin had taken it seriously with the doctor right. and then she ended up passing away. I don't know, she had preeclampsia. She had, she had, yeah, she had a few, few complications. Right, and, right. I mean, birth of her, um, of her child. So it was just kind of, kind of tragic and sad. And she's such an accomplished woman and by all, you know, very educated and should have, you know, mm-hmm. done well. But, you know, the data show that even despite that, you know, there are African-Americans mm-hmm. who
0: still... Right. I and mean, even um, stars like Serena Williams has had mm-hmm. um, complications after childbirth. Um, so right. So it, it happens to um, African-Americans um, in, in spite of, of economics, you know, in, mm-hmm. in spite exactly. of, of prenatal treatment, um, you know, it's, it, that's what's so scary about it. It's mm-hmm. I mean, when i was um when i looked into it cuz i also have um suffered from um complications um post delivery and with okay. that and with that um i mean you know life changing um complication and mm-hmm. um but without any having any prior health issues or anything that you would um would you know bring forth any type of um, red lights or you know um mm-hmm. kind of, you know, well, you know the, i wasn't um What's the word I'm looking for? I was not high risk, you know, and um, to see some of the things that uh, happen to professional women um, after delivery, it, it is it's, it's very scary. And um, so, from from having the baby, just going through the process of you know having childbirth, you know, black motherhood is all, is already um, a different experience than than uh, than others.
2: Right. Yeah, we had a um, health fair yesterday, and one of the things that the lady talked about on um, one of the professionals was colon cancer, and you know the proper screening, and you know we always say age fifty, but she talked about even at forty five, wow. and it was funny because um, I guess women. Have more um, colon cancer than men, and I said, "Well, that's surprising because you hear um, more men. You always hear about men having colon cancer, and they said it's because women get checked more frequently. You know, they they go to their checkups usually like they're supposed to, and but men tend to not so." when they do find out, they're usually so far gone or they're, you know, stage four or five, where right. women, you know, they catch it early enough that they can, um, the mortality rate isn't as high. But um, it, it was, that was really interesting to me. But
0: right. yeah, there's there's so, lot- There are so many uh, medical conditions that um, impact African-American women disproportionately in mm-hmm. other groups yeah you know and um mm-hmm. and i think just the day to day stress level that african american mothers <laughs> face uh, yeah. you know leads to a lot of the um the problems that we face medically you know um
2: mm-hmm. you know in, well in and, remote- I, mm-hmm. and i agree with you i think and it's not just the stress level but we don't take care of ourselves. You know, we're sick, we don't feel good, but we've got this and we've got that. And, you know, we put everything before our, our health.
0: Absolutely. It's interesting. I went to a conference the other day um, for um, parents of children with autism, and mm-hmm. it was really eye-opening because I served on a parent panel, And um, but there was another panel that was solely really based solely on self-care. And so when they opened the floor to the parents, Out of the 15 questions that were asked, maybe one question was about self-care. Every other question dealt with how can I be a better mother, a better parent to my child with this special needs, and how do I get the resources, the services that would help them to be successful? Only one person out of the 15 questions actually said, you know, how do I balance taking care of myself? How do I make time to uh, take a bubble bath? How do I, you know, take time to spend time with friends and to decompress? And I think that's what happens in our in, with with moms all the time. Is that you're, there's always something on the plate that you feel should have you know give, have more attention than just you um, and what your needs are. But you know mm-hmm. we don't take that oxygen you know like the airplane you know put the oxygen mask on first before you try to put right. on someone else's. We don't we don't do that because we're the right. full sheet ahead. I have to be the Great superhero in this. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so so I started I started pressing the record button cuz you all had already started like a great conversation but I just wanted to, um to ask you when this issue of self-care why do you think that's the case? I, that is I such
0: really a think great that it's question. The example. Yeah, I think it's an awesome question. I think one part of it is that it's the example that is set from generation to generation, right? <laughs> okay. um, you look at your grandmother, did she, you know, how did she practice self care? Mm-hmm. You know, your mother, mm-hmm. did she practice self care? Like, what was, you know, what were, what are our examples of self care? Oh, yeah. So many of us grew up in, um, in households where you know we're you know we're dealing with maybe low income or we're dealing with you know families trying to make it with two jobs we're seeing our moms you know be that person who's doing the traditional roles that we still are, consider, you know, considered mom roles, right, the laundry, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. all those things right, that we don't right. get paid for, right, all those, all right. <laughs> you know, uh, making sure that everyone's schedule is, is, is happening. Everyone's going to soccer on time and, uh, you know, they're making it to their saxophone lessons and all that. Mm-hmm. And then we're also um, working as professionals, you know, trying to climb the corporate ladder. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, our example of women who just, you know, really just, you know, mm-hmm. tighten their belts and, and just keep moving, not really um, taking real care of themselves is what we're used to seeing in our community.
2: Well, and I, you know, you, you started hitting on something that really made my, my mind start um, going because I think you guys are probably a little bit younger than me, but um, my mom and my grandmother never talked about health issues it was they always you know they seemed to be fine they never had ailments they just didn't talk about it and it wasn't really until kind of my generation the baby baby boomers that we started saying, oh, my leg hurts, (laughs) or my, you know, I don't feel so good. And, you know, we started talking about things and sharing things and then started to find out that some of these health issues that we have, our parents had them, but we just didn't know about it. Our aunts had them, our, you know, our cousins had them, and we just didn't know about it because we didn't talk about it. Now we talk about health issues. So I think that also probably really plays a key role in, they didn't own it. They didn't talk about it. They just kept on kept keeping on, you know, doing everything and, and taking care of everything. And so we came along and did the same, but we did more because we were um, not only working outside of the home, we were also trying to obtain an education and raise a family working outside of the home. So, you know, we we just try to do it all, and and therefore, not only our physical health suffers, but our mental health suffers as well.
0: Absolutely, and I mm-hmm. think also, um, I think with with that the The consistent support of um family and friends mm-hmm. isn't always ex- doesn't always exist anymore in the same capacity right, right? so you know yeah. the person that you could rely on to babysit your children or the person that you could mm-hmm. go and have a cup of tea with and you know um, and and share with mm-hmm. everyone is so busy right so mm-hmm. even if you yeah. have a support system, they're not really relieving any of the duties on your plate. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that's, right. like, a, the, the difference, too, is that we, we're we not in that, that village where you're getting that extra mm-hmm. support. Um, the village is there, but it's more of where we're still giving to the village rather than having the support from the
2: village. Mm-hmm. And I think that, now, once again, when you say that, I think you start thinking about the generations and, you know, um, um, the 50 plus, I think are more supportive and they do reach out and they're, they're, they're more there. But when I look at the, you know, 40 down, they're not as, um, uh, helpful to each right. other is, you know, like my generation, me and my friends, you know, they, they drop everything <laughs> and come to the rescue. Um, and that's coast to coast right. where I see my daughter's generation. She just turned 38. They're not like that.
0: Right. And yeah. I think even if they, I mean, they love, like I'm, I'm in my four, mm-hmm. early 40s and my sister circle, they're wonderful powerful Mm -hmm. women who are trying Mm -hmm. to do the same thing that we're, you know, trying to, you know, tame the American dream. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, we're still in, a lot of us are, you know, pursuing, you know, master's or doctorate degrees. We're Mm -hmm. working professional careers. We have our children. So, You know, Mm -hmm. even if we're like, can we find time to, Mm -hmm. you know, to sit down and see each other face-to-face? Can we Mm -hmm. take a girls' weekend? Can we, you know, Mm -hmm. even planning that um, is Mm -hmm. difficult, let alone, like, you know, can you pick up my kids from school? On the way Mm -hmm. of you picking up your three kids from school, like, are we going to be, you know, can we work that out? It's almost, you know, it's not even possible because everyone's scheduling... so tight. So I think that's another component of it is that the relationships with, you know, with social media, Mm -hmm. with, you know, those Mm -hmm. virtual connections can also stop us from being that day-to-day help.
2: And so once again, when you say that, it gets my mind going because, you know, you being, you know, 40 and me being, you know, almost 60 I don't have babies. I don't, my, me and my girlfriends, we don't have little kids. We've got our degrees. We're, re, we're either retired or trying to retire. And so we do have more time. We're grandparents. So we're helping to pick up the grandkids and do this and do that, you know, plus we're still working or, you know, and so now we're on the other side of it and we see more of the importance of girlfriend time, um, planning trips. I mean, I already have three trips planned this summer with girlfriends and that's they're cool. different. Ca- <laughs> See? These are different categories of girlfriends. And so, um, cause I have a BFF that we've been best friends for almost 50 years. We do a trip every year, just her and I, and that's rain or shine and it don't matter. If she just come to my house and we stay in my house for the whole week or her house, you know, whatever. We just make it work for us. Um, so I think you're right. That's the difference because you guys are still trying to pursue different degrees. And, you know, we're not. We're done.
0: Right. We're trying to get where you mm-hmm. are. Right, exactly. <laughs> right, we're trying to Stay healthy enough and figure out. You know, right. if we get one girl chip in for the for the you know every year, we're like, oh my gosh, we are winning. You know, we right. that, and our kids are like, where are you going, mommy? You're going without right. us. We're like, oh yes, we're going without you. You will be okay. I promise. You know, we're still at that at that place, and I think because some of us, you know, may have started having families a little later, you know that that right. time is going a little bit longer <laughs> than maybe um, mm-hmm. other. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I think you're right, but yeah. you're what you're saying. Those three three trips a, a year—that is definitely a goal. I'll put that on my vision board. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely.
2: You're gonna get there, girl. You're gonna get there. I promise you. <laughs> I receive
0: it.
1: <laughs> so, but, ladies, as as professionals and as as moms, so Veronica, you said you know you're a grandma as well, but you know you were a mom. At what point in time mm-hmm.
2: did you did you start to realize the importance of self care? Um, I still think I'm trying to learn the importance of it. Um, but I, I also, um, and, and, and if I start going off a little bit, stop me, but I just recently had surgery and I felt like, um, it was divine intervention because, I needed to go, you know, to the doctor to take care of, you know, some things, and I had not. And I failed one day. And I won't go through the whole story, but it led me to go, you know, get checked out. So I went to my doctor's instead of urgent care. And while we were there, I said, you know, I started telling her about my feet and that my feet doctor wouldn't see me anymore because they think that, you know, my feet issues are um, something else because they've done everything they can. And so... Um, and that had been like four months ago. So I've been kind of going without the care I need for four months. And so she said, well, let me, you know, send you for an MRI on your back. And she did, went, took it. And they were like, mm, we see something on your left ovary. Okay. A mass, which led from one thing to another. Come to find out I had a cyst on my left ovary, almost six, almost seven centimeters. And so they were like, okay, you know, we need to get the, you know, get those out, blah, blah, blah. But I say that to say, had I not fallen, I wouldn't have probably gone for a while and gotten this taken care of. And I often feel like God is always telling me to be still. Mm And I, and I don't. And so it's like, okay, you won't be still. Well, I'm going to make you be still. And so for two, almost two weeks now, it's been like a week and a half, I've had to be still. And it's at the point that I'm ready to pull my hair out because I'm not used to being still. And everybody's like, oh, my God, I know this is killing you because you're never home. You're always gone. And so I, so I say that to say I still don't. But then there is a point that I do say, okay, I can identify when it's time for me to get off the spinning wheel and say I need some time myself or I need some girlfriend time, you know, and to heck with everything else, because I'm still very active. My daughter and my grandson still live with me. And so, you know, it's like I'm kind of grandma, mom, you know, a little bit of everything. And so, um, I, I'm, but I'm more conscious about it, but I'm still not good at it.
1: So you're a work in progress. It sounds like.
2: Yes, I always say that. <laughs>
1: so I, think I think that's an important mantra, right? That you know we don't need to be perfect. But but do you do you all ever feel that you know with that sense of you know, wearing that mom, I'll say that mom, um, that mom, Kate, does perfection Mm -hmm. play a role or has it played a role for you being a mom, professional, trying to do everything?
0: I think a lot of us um, suffer from like super mom syndrome, right? Where we're Mm -hmm. constantly, we, we think that we have to, you know, cut the sandwich, mostly when we're, kids are small, like, you know, cut the sandwich just so, you know, or um, they have to go to this particular school or else, they have to get mm-hmm. this type of extra support or else, um, and I think that we put mm-hmm. a lot of unnecessary pressure on ourselves um, mm-hmm. because we have this picture in our mind how it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. how your car Mm -hmm. is supposed to look you know how your, Mm -hmm. how they're how the clothes are supposed to be folded after they come out the dryer how you know and I think um you know how your children are supposed to develop and I think that when we and how we're going to make it all happen and within that 24-hour period in a day and I think that that becomes sometimes our biggest um, our biggest cross because we mm-hmm. we it's self it's imposed it's society as well but it's mostly mm-hmm. self it's also self imposed mm-hmm. and when you get it comfortable mm-hmm. you know when you say you know what it, it, kids don't come with a manual um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to love this child in there and all of my craziness whatever that might be and we'll all their mm-hmm. craziness whatever they come with and we're going to we're going to love it out we're going to figure this thing out and we're going to move and mm-hmm. enjoy life and i think a mm-hmm. lot of us end up not enjoying motherhood as much as we can mm-hmm. Or we could, because we're so busy trying to make these, you know, these unnecessary checklists mm-hmm. in our minds, mm-hmm. um, rather than being able to enjoy and just savor the fact mm-hmm. that our kids are growing, and then one day they'll be adults. And so I think that mm-hmm. Superwoman <laughs> syndrome, really, or that Wonder Woman or Superman syndrome, really gets in the way, oftentimes, of just being authentic and being real, mm-hmm. and. Being forgiving of when we um, fall short of what our expectations Mm -hmm. might be, and um, I said on a parent panel recently for um, children of parents of children with autism, and the first thing I told them was like, forgive yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. if you know (laughs) if you didn't catch everything, you know, when they were 18 months, you know, forgive yourself if, if you didn't um, know that that was the right level of early intervention that you needed. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. when we are, you know, we're, when we, you know, we have hindsight, you know, it's always 20, twenty we're like, oh, if I knew I would have. But we have to mm-hmm. learn to allow ourselves to be authentically who we are and enjoy and love and give our mm-hmm. kids that first opposed Mm -hmm. to putting that arbitrary checklist together all the time that um, stresses the kids out as well as ourselves.
2: Mm -hmm. It's funny because I watch that with my daughter and sometimes I just want to say, don't give it to me here. Come on, let's just get this done. Blah, blah, blah. You know, um, if if she goes in the kitchen to make my grandson an egg, it probably takes about 20 minutes. If I go in there and make him an egg, it takes five (laughs) because I'm not, I'm not into the perfection anymore. Right. Those things are less important to me. It's like, okay, come on, let's get it done. And um, where, yeah, there was a time that, you know, you want it to be a certain way. Um, I can fold towels really quick and they still look nice. You know, it doesn't take me all, all day. Um, right. Where, you know, I watch my daughter and she's more trying to be, you know, that more meticulous about it. And so I find myself, you know, wanting to be like, girl, come on. It it ain't that serious. It ain't got to be all perfect. It ain't got to be that. and You know, like decorations for the birthday party and, you know, invitations to the birthday party. I'm like, girl, bye. That's just, you do do it too much.
0: (laughs) Right. And all that is so, and and that's all the stress that we're carrying around. Right. You know, and and, and it it makes us, and it makes us sick. I mean, it makes Mm -hmm. us sick. And then we also give people the, an invitation to criticize and really, you know, right. because we're, cause we're self-deprecating, which then allows people mm-hmm. to say, yep, yeah, those invitations were just okay. You know, I thought you would have go right. on them or something. You're like, I right. know I, I would, too. I didn't, you know, I wanted to do five piñatas. <laughs> I only did one, you know. <laughs> uh, I thought they would do the – you know, and I think that that's kind of like – the problem, mm-hmm. too, is that when we're so hard on ourselves and we can't forgive ourselves, we give people a license to then be critical right. of us as well. And I think that right. also affects, you know, who we are as mothers.
2: Right, yeah. Because I think, um, yeah, my generation more now, we care less. You know, we don't, I don't care what somebody thinks. I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it doesn't have to be perfect or, you know, even, um, you know, my girlfriends give me permission to be less perfect and, you know, um, so yeah, I just think that, yeah, it really has a lot to do with generational, um, um, and experience time, you know, uh, you know, when you've had, you know, experiences, you can see where you've made your mistakes and you can see, you know, where your children are, um, you know, making some mistakes. And although you want them to, you know, be able to do their own thing, because you see it coming head first, it's kind of hard. You want to jump in, but then sometimes it's like playing double dutch. You know, you're like, okay, should I jump in now? No, maybe I should. Wait a minute. (laughs) Let me hold up. And, yeah, well, but it's affecting this and and it's going to affect that. And, you know, so it's a um, fine line of, you know, kind of when to jump in and, um, you know, put your two cents in and when not to. So, yeah, I, I, I think that um, it is a lot of generational um, differences.
0: I was saying I also think that it has a lot to do with um, the way we carry our spiritual life as well. Mm-hmm. I think that um, younger, a lot of younger folks, have a hard time understanding that they don't have to do all of it on their own. They don't have a spiritual practice that's consistent. You know, I think when you look at older generations, they had a consistent structure around faith and community. And I think mm-hmm. that a lot of young people um, don't have that and haven't, like, developed that same level of um structure, accountability, and support around their their um, their faith walk. And I think that also means that you feel like you're doing so much of it alone, right? So if I make a decision, it's Nicole making that decision, and if it's wrong, it's Nicole that's going to have to fix it. And I think that is where you also get a lot of the anxiety and the stress that younger moms feel is because they feel they're doing it alone rather than having the, um, spiritual the the community and the spiritual support that comes from being a part of a religious um, community
2: that they feel they have to do it alone or that um they want to do it alone
0: i just I think that sometimes as you get older, you might say, you know God or you know whoever you may call your um, mm-hmm, you know your mm-hmm. creator you'll say, you know mm-hmm. I can give this to you because i'm confident that you're with me, that there's Mm an extra level of support that I'm walking with, that you're walking with me. So even Mm -hmm. in this journey as a mother, and even if I make mistakes or even if I should have been a helicopter when I was hands off, you're still there ordering, providing, right, Um, Mm -hmm. healing, restoring, and I can walk confidently knowing that I'm not alone in this process in a spiritual way. And I think that for some some younger some mothers when you don't have that component it's you you increase your anxiety in a sense cuz you don't have mm-hmm. that that extra support do you know what i mean
1: mhm mhm so over time how did how did you all find your support networks cuz it sounds like you know and and speaking to Nicole you know prior to the to the podcast i think she had like a great um like a great saying um her Every, you know, every woman should have a board of directors, right? Or should have a board of directors. So Absolutely. Maybe, I'm definitely paraphrasing, Nicole, but if you, could, if you could speak to that, Nicole, and how, how do you, how would you, how have you done it yourself or maybe in the process of doing it? And, you know, what would be some suggestion for other moms to sort of how you know, mm-hmm. develop that sister circle um, like you, like you all have or that board of directors?
0: Right. So I I think that a board of directors is important for every corporation, right? And I think that we have to look at ourselves as an entity just like a corporation. And, um, you know, and so for me, um, when I think about my personal board of directors, I think of those people who will hold me accountable, but also will give me the level of support that I need um, in day-to-day. So it might be a professional um, person, uh, a person who I can think of as a, as a mentor um, that mm-hmm. will help me to steer uh, my career path. But also, but when it comes to motherhood, I also think it might be um, an, a, a sage person in the community who just gets it. You know, maybe it's an, a mother-in-law, maybe it's a a uh, aunt, maybe it's a a, a family friend, but who's always kind of been there to kind of say, you know what. You got this. You're doing great. Your kids mm-hmm. are wonderful. Mm-hmm. And it can offer that level of support that you need and that encouragement that you need. Um, the other one is just, again, um, as Veronica was saying, the need for a sister circle. It doesn't have to be a lot. You don't need, you know, 15 mm-hmm. great friends. You just need one or two, you know, um, people who you know you can call in the midnight hour and say, oh, my goodness, and they'll answer the phone um, and help you uh, create a plan and that they'll mm-hmm. speak life to you. You know, you don't need the friend who's mm-hmm. going to say, you know, and your board directors. You don't put the person who's the, the the Debbie Downer and the naysayer who makes mm-hmm. you feel like you're having a Job Desert experience every time you have a, right. a mild crisis. <laughs> you know, you put the person who can give you some perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're on mm-hmm. the on the on the edge of the cliff, on the edge, and uh-huh. so you. You know, you create those, you know, you, cre- you create that, and it changes in t- with time. Mm-hmm. The person who might yeah. be on your board of directors when your kids are, you know, are, in, are infants or toddlers may not be on your board of directors when they're in their tweens, and you're now, um, you know, doing travel volleyball or travel basketball, and you have a whole new skill set that you have to figure out, um, you know. how you going so- to
2: church, girl. You're going to church. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you just have to, you know, so you have to be willing to be flexible. Mm-hmm. with this board just like a, like a corporation is right if there's a new direction that they have to turn in they they mm-hmm. they change their board members you know, mm-hmm. and I think that each iteration in your life, there's different people that you need to bring on. Some people might be consistent. You know, they just ride mm-hmm. with you. you. Just they just know you from mm-hmm. you know from the cradle. They just know that you're this, mm-hmm. this is who mm-hmm. you are at your core, and you just know mm-hmm. that they, no matter what goes on in your life, they'll be there for you. But there's some people who are this there for a reason, a season, yeah. or a lifetime. You know, yeah. so the board of directors I think is really important in a in a uh, professional way and also in a personal way.
2: Man, I love that phrase, uh, you know, about a board of director, but you know, you're so absolutely right. Um, everyone can't be on the front pew all the time in, in every situation. Um, you have to know who your friends are, who you can go to when you need certain things. And there's certain friends that, um, I know that, um, I can call when I need this or when I need that. Um, And then I have that one, it doesn't matter what, I can call or whatever. And she's the one, I mean, she'll call me and she'll say, you know you were on my mind and i'm like girl i should have been you should be tired cuz i was running through your mind i know i was because i was going through something and she i think i really have a spiritual connection to her um and more and more me to her versus her to me um and i remember one time god just placed it on my heart and we had met for dinner And she came in, and she always just comes in and starts talking. I'm like, okay, I need you to just chill for a minute because I just need to say this. Because if anything ever happened to me, I would want you to know this. And I said, thank you for loving me for who I am. Not trying to change me, not trying to say, you know, you should be this or you should do that, blah, blah, blah. But just loving me for who I am. And she, you know, when I, she was like, you know, what, your mom, no, 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 no. Just, you take this because this is for you. This is, if I left here today, this is what I would want you to know is you love me for who I am. You never tried to change me. And so you have to, you know, and, and I, and I, I always, when I talk to a lot of young girls, you know, I find that they don't have some of the close relationships that, you know, me and my girlfriends have had back in the day. And um, and it's kind of sad. And so it's, you know, my hope and dream for all young women to be able to find that the, the people that are going to be in their amen corner because you need them. You know, you can have all the faith in the world, but we're humans and we're going to have doubts. And we need to have people that can reassure us that, you know, everything's going to be okay and go back to what you know, that God is going to take care of you. And, you know, you stay prayerful because, you know, we're humans and we get weak and we sometimes start, like they say, if you go, um, 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 uh, what's this? If you're going to pray, don't worry. don't worry. If you're going to worry, don't pray. <laughs> you know, vice versa. If you're going to worry, don't pray. If you're going to worry, you know, if you're going to pray, don't worry. And But people have to remind us of that. And, um, yeah, I just really um, agree with you, Nicole, that um, you've got to have that uh, board of directors. I like that.
1: <laughs> so for this Mother's Day, what do you all – Looking forward to celebrating about being a mother, being a being a woman.
0: I I just I think I don't take for granted like a single day that I'm a mom. Um, I think I think that just the idea of um, being a mom is a blessing. There's so many women who. Um, Who want to have that experience? Who may not have that experience? And I think that's, you know, I think oftentimes we forget, you know, that it is a a privilege um, to be a mom and a blessing and a charge. So I enjoy. So this, I I enjoy mothers being a mother every day. But on Mother's Day, sometimes I mean, there have been Mother's Days where I'm like, look, I have two sons. And Mother's Day will come, and I'm like, "Okay, the day before Mother's Day we go to our favorite their quote unquote our favorite diner, and that's the day before <laughs> mother's day and on Mother's Day, Mommy's not home. you <laughs> Mommy right, is going right. to take a self care day you know Mommy's going to uh you know find a find a sister friend to go to the spa with you know um i think i've I've kind of figured that Mother's Day is mm-hmm. about me." And so, mm-hmm. um, celebrating it, you know, you know, in a way that is authentic to what I feel I need at that time is really important. And I think that's something that, you know, so oftentimes we feel guilted into doing, like, a Mother's Day routine that we're like, you know what, that's really stressful, and that's not really making me feel mm-hmm. very happy. So um, my my husband and, and kids have been really – so we do Saturday um, at the diner, and then Sunday we'll go to church, and then after that I kind of – you know, play it by year, depending on how I feel about that day. If I need a self-care day, if I feel like getting together and having a Mother's Day celebration with, you know, our families, whatever it looks like. But it's definitely something that I try not to um, have, in, like, the the activities imposed on me. You know what I mean?
2: Wow. Yeah. It's um, funny because I look at that like Christmas week. Parents have to um, are separated, and the and their kids um, they don't get their kids. You know, one gets the kids one Christmas, and the other gets the other another the other Christmas. And and parents have such a hard time. And I said, well, Christmas is whatever day you choose to celebrate it. So it's funny when you say that. That made me think about that. Um, for me, um, right now, uh, Mother's Day isn't so much about me. Um, it's about my mother and I I have so many friends who no longer have their mothers and I, I often think about that. But I had vowed, um, especially when I moved um away from home out of the state of Michigan, that I would never let a mother's day go by without being with my mother. And um um And we always go, you know, to church. I go to her church, and then, you know, we go to dinner or, you know, whatever. But I I always make sure that I am home for Mother's Day or have her here with me for Mother's Day. Um, And that's the sacrifice kind of that I'm willing to give up for it to be about her. And I get some benefits, but it's more about her. And one day it will be about me, but that's what makes her happy. She enjoys that. So I make that sacrifice and through the grace of God, um, you know, I just had this surgery, so I hadn't made plans to go home. One of my good uh, friends from high school sent out a tax and she works for Delta airlines. She's like, Hey, I got some buddy passes that are getting ready to expire who knows, you know, has a, has a plan, knows, you know, where they're going, blah, blah, blah. It's like, me, me, me. So I will be flying to Michigan on Friday and flying back on Monday oh, to be with awesome. my mom. Yes. That's well, ladies, yep.
1: been has been a wonderful conversation, and, and I think you've given such I think you're such an inspiration to other moms. I mean, for me, I definitely wanted to have you on because I I know both of you, you know, personally. You all work in the community and you give back, um, as well as professionally, and as well as being mothers. And thank you so much for sharing um, your thoughts and reflections on um, on being a mother and, and the support needed for a mother, and just kind of giving that full spectrum of what it really is like to be a mom. And for joining me today. Well, thank
0: you so much. Happy Mother's Day to you as well.
2: Thank you so much. Um, You know, it's always good to be able to share because I think sharing with each other just helps us, you know, be better. And so I appreciate you um, asking me to be on this podcast.
1: Thank you so much, ladies. Thank you for listening to What Is Black Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. And if you, are, if you have Apple Podcasts, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review us. And tell a friend. Until next time.